Welcome to Body Talk, a podcast brought to you by Ravishly. Exploring the weird, the gross, and the wonderful of the human body. This episode is all about self-care in honor of back to school. So how is your... Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. Really? I got it. Mm-hmm. How is your Jesus fucking Christ, Johnny? Good. Well, he's good. I mean, you know. <laughs> he's around. He could be, you know, better, more present. Yeah. Slightly less... Bastardized by (laughs) fundamentalist Christianity. Um, So how how is your back to school season going so far? Because you have a little one just starting kindergarten. Yeah, Owen started high school his junior year yesterday, so that was fun because I did the whole stand here, let me take your picture thing Mm -hmm. in front of the tree. Did you see it on Instagram? I was like, stand here, let me take your picture. Like he was like, are you kidding me? And I was like, no, I'm not kidding you. I don't care if you're 16 or 20. Go over there. I'm going to take your fucking picture, and you're going to pretend like you like it. We need this beautiful moment encapsulated in an amber of family love. (laughs) I'm putting what year it is on the bottom. No, so he started yesterday, and um, that was good. That was, you know, teenagers are easy when they go back They just are like, bye, mom. They're just like, see you later. There's no crying or anything. Mm -hmm. So we had Ella's um, orientation Monday, and she actually starts this Monday. And I am nervous about it. And then that's going to mean just Max and Peyton? Yeah, then it'll be just Max and Peyton here, uh, Peyton, my nanny. And yeah, this is going to be good because Max is basically um, a complete nightmare Yeah, in combination with another child. Oh, okay. So I think it'll be good for both of them to be away from each other. I'm hoping that Ella will um, warm up to being in class because she did not say one word on Monday, but she did not scream like she did last year. So I will take that as a positive. Last year we didn't, for those of you don't who didn't follow me last year, we did not send her to school last year. We kept her home. And she was supposed to go to, well, she was, supposed she was to go the to, age to right, go to kindergarten last right. year. She was, but we did not send her because when we took her there, she had a fucking meltdown. Yeah. And it's not just like, a I lot mean, of yeah. a lot of parents are like, oh, your kid has a meltdown. You just right. need to suck it up and make them go. Right now. Now, I almost got pulled out of kindergarten when I was a kid. Yeah. And it was because like, you know, emotionally it was too much for me. Yeah. Also because I had, like, an illogical phobia of men with beards. Well, I don't know if it was illogical, it, necessarily. I had a train of logic, you know? Like, yeah. it was post-9-11. <laughs> Everyone was like, well, let's hate Muslim people now. And I was like, no, you guys did not generalize enough. It's men with beards. Beards. Bearded? Yeah. No, I what did that. everyone have in common? Mm-hmm. They all had beards. Beards. Yeah, I was there for that. It was a, it was a, it was a sad time. Yeah, I mean, it was already starting before. I've never, I've always been like really intimidated by men, and right. if the more manly they looked, the more scary they were. Um, but then, I don't know. I was, I was a weird kid anyway. And then, nine eleven happened when I was in kindergarten. Yeah, and that was the like, yeah, inciting event. Yeah, that that, and I like could not go to school. I got pulled out of school. Um, that's the first time I saw a therapist. It was really shitty and really hard. You, um, and then my mom was like, Dumbledore has a beard. And I was like, okay, never mind. (laughs) Like the therapist did not help at all. And then my mom was like, Dumbledore and Hagrid have beards. And I was like, oh yeah, you're right. We're cool. All right. Yeah. You were afraid of a lot of, your brain was working real hard when you were little. Cause you were afraid of the bathtub. Mm -hmm. Like what was going to go down and what was happening down there. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know about like. Plumbing. plumbing yeah as but, far as you knew it was just a hole to nowhere yeah yeah exactly sean sean was like that too i think it has something to do with like assimilation like certain kids brains just need mm-hmm. to like understand because he he didn't understand a lot of things but he needed to understand them 
you know, intellectually, and then it would just be like a nightmare. And I've, I've tell, I tell people all the time, if you have a kid, like the like, oh, the spirited child thing, uh-huh. I'm like, just hang in there. Just hang in there because they are such assholes as kids. I'm talking about you, Jenny. I, I know. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm talking I about throw up on command. I can't here. imagine like having a kid who would like stub their toe and walk up and be like, if this was actually a poisonous snake bite, I would be dead now, right? Yeah. And my yes. mom having to be like, yes, you would. And you're not dead, so you're not going to yeah, die. You're fine. And I'd be like, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I say to people all the time, just hang in there. Just hang in there. That kid is going to grow up and be amazing. You just have to wait a little while. It's going to be You're going to make it. Someone needs to tell a kid that too. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're just like, oh, I'm so weird. But this is why back to school is so stressful. Yes. It's because like even for parents and for, I'm 20 now and I have school next week and my entire therapy session yesterday was me crying about how scared I am to go back to school. And yeah, like I, school is terrifying. I love learning. I'm Mm -hmm. quite good at the school things about, you know, turning in your papers, writing good things, the things, studying, learning, knowing shit, but like showing up to class, being a human being in front of other human beings, like that is extremely taxing for me. Not so much. I work from home. (laughs) Like I have, I have set up a life like very conducive to like someone who's really neurotic, and school disrupts that so much. So I always think of self-care. I mean, I think about it all the time because it's really important, but this is the time of the year when I'm like, oh, guys, remember, like, you have needs, and you can meet them. Like, you are the best person at taking care of yourself. Yes. And you need to do it. So that's where we're at, which means we need to take care care. of, like, ourselves, of each other, and we're going to talk about how we do that. Yeah, and after a summer of having kids around all the time, moms need to take care of themselves too because we're all about to lose our minds. Yeah, and speaking of <laughs> losing our minds, we should both probably address that we are both really like at that line quite often. Yeah. You know. Right there. Yeah. Mental illness, what up? Yeah. My homie, my hey, pal, hey. my lifelong yeah. friend and nemesis. Bestie. Um, bestie and not so bestie. I don't know, like... If listeners are ready, like for the alphabet soup, but I mean, let's let's yeah, we've got Joni's bipolar. Mm-hmm. OCD. I have OCD I have and OCPD, mm-hmm. which means like same. My entire personality is saturated in a yeah. need for control. For control. Yep. Um, yeah, and then like it's all messed. the general oh PTSD also. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a lot of not fun stuff. I think it's interesting. We had an article from Melissa Petro about maybe six months ago or so about PTSD um, in folks who have endured repeated long-term trauma Mm -hmm. as opposed to just like one episode of trauma, like, you know, uh, soldiers returning from war, for example, that, that PTSD is like that specific event Mm -hmm. where um, people who have lived in homes where there was struggle or strife, constant upheaval, Mm -hmm. then experience PTSD in a long-term, in a more long-term way, which is, for me, what, there are certain things that are very, people make fun of the word triggering, but Sean's always like, am I triggering you? And I'm like, no, but actually you are. But there are lots of things that are very triggering to me, very certain foods, certain smells, Mm -hmm. um, certain drinks. It's, it's really, there are, there are entire food groups that I avoid because of, and I have, um, one of, like, 
I have two different, I mean, I don't need to go into my entire psychological history, but um, I have PTSD from, I can link uh, things that I've written about it before, but, uh, you know, I went to college out of state um, and had a psychotic episode. And so a lot of my PTSD is surrounding school and going to school and things like that because, like, I had a really traumatic experience out of school. Like, I literally almost died because I went to school somewhere. So it's a time of year that's, you know, you really need to be careful. And that kind of thing comes up during the holidays, too, during any sort of, like, seasonal change. People need to, you know, like, check in with themselves and look out for each other and look out for themselves. Before we go further into the self-care, do you want to do you want um, to talk about life for a minute? Oh yeah, life. let's do it. Let's um, talk about Minerva because she's right over there on the, yes. car- on the carpet. Um, kitten update: Minerva, we have figured out is like a surprise main coon. Yeah, she's... so that's like that's cool. I was like, oh, she really likes water and has ears like a bobcat and round eyes. So she's so cute. Yeah, she's very cute. She looks nothing like her littermates at all. That's weird. I think she has a different dad because cats can do that. They, they do that, yeah. Pregnant by different. I think I s- talked about time. this before on the podcast. I may have cut that out, but how cats' uteruses are yeah. like sausage, like the yes. babies are like sausage links. It's crazy. Yeah, I would be the one person to get that cat anatomy to dissect. Oh, surprise babies! Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and they were like ready to be born too. So Aww. it was like, yeah, it was awful. It was that's awful. So sad. Yeah, there you were know, five of them like, all in a kittens have the highest. Um, like kill rate in shelters like orphan kittens will die the next day like they will get put down the next day because it's too much work to feed a, a little that's yeah. completely dependent so um Ladies and self-care pets are really good for you foster kittens <laughs> go to your local spca or aspca yeah. i don't i never get the acronym right and I think um both are correct yeah sign up to to watch some little foster, baby kitty cats mm-hmm. or something so Minerva and school, which we just talked about, and what else yep. is going on with you? Um, that's pretty. I have started a new Dungeons and Dragons campaign with well, some that's friends. That's exciting. It's very exciting. Uh, I'm a sorcerer in it. Wow, I don't know any of that. Stuff. Okay, D and D is. I know it's real. Fantastic. I know people love it, but here's the thing: my generation. D&D was like... They were like satanic. It was satanic. satanic. Yeah. And then it just became the super weird kids. Yeah. So I was, was not really, mainstream at I all. I was really scared to start it because I was like, that's not even the like, oh, I'm nerdy and I like Harry Potter. It was like actual real, like... Yes. You are like stepping... There's no going back. That's the point of no return. It's yep. Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. And I just jumped right in and like, it is such a blast. Yeah. I don't have, oh, yeah. I don't, um, I guess I shouldn't say, I was going to say I don't have time for that sort of thing, but I don't make time for that sort of thing. Yeah. It's not on my priority list. That's I don't a, like that term when people yeah. say, I don't have time for that. Because the truth is, you usually do have time for the things you make time for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, if I... If it's important to you, I you made know? a New Year's resolution this year to watch more TV. 
um, because watching TV is makes me really happy yeah. and relaxes me, and I love it. And I have always had people, and I've been compelled to say, I don't have time to watch TV. Right. And it's like, There's we all have 24 hours in a day. Everybody has the same. And you get to pick what you do with them. Right. And I was like, I'm going to give more of those hours to watching TV. Mm-hmm. And it's great. No, but I'm I really don't have time to watch TV. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> completely up to date on Orange is the New Black. Right. Um, uh, the ending was awful. Amen. I'm not, yeah. We're not, no spoiler alerts, but oh my gosh. I just yeah. finished it. Matt Oh, I, you did? It took us, like, however long it came out, it took us that long to watch it all. Yeah. We it can took watch, me like, a solid month. Like, yeah, we cannot, I, so I don't want to say that I don't have time for TV, but it is not, by the time I get everything else I want or need to get done, done, there is not a lot yeah. of time. It's not on the same, you know, no. totem. Be- what happens is there's work. There's kids, there's household chores. I'm making time for myself to go to the gym, which is huge. Making time for yoga, which is huge. Um, reading. Reading, which we is both huge read for quite me. A bit. Yeah, those are, those are big things that I'm making time for myself. But um, TV, for, for me, is basically the last thing we do before we go to bed. Matt and I sit together and watch, usually, like, not even a full show, like half of a show. Mm-hmm. And then we go to bed and I read for a little while. Um, usually, and he, he shuts stuff down and puts the dogs out and stuff, but, so TV is not, like, on my, top of my priority list. It could be, and I do like television, it's just not the thing I pick over other things, but, and I do think there is a very, um, just sort of a negative, negative association, a stigma, a negative association with television in general, like, oh, you must watch, you watch TV, you're lazy, or whatever, but, and I'm like, no, you don't like long-form narrative storytelling, because that's what TV is, and, like, that is really cool that is mm-hmm. like there's a reason game of thrones a series of books that's multiple hundreds of pages long is made into a tv show yeah because like that's the same thing yeah um so i've actually never seen game of thrones i've seen like a couple i've read the first book and yeah. seen a couple of episodes of the first season and it's pretty cool i watched one half of the first episode and i was just like whoa i don't even know what's going on <gasps> and i was like peace out you guys have fun I don't have, I just didn't have the, but these kinds of, to be fair, I was probably like working at the same time or something. A lot of, some people might be confused, like the way we're talking about self-care, because I think a common misconception is that self-care is something you do, like when something bad happens to you, when you're so stressed out, you have to take a break and like, yeah, totally. But self-care is also a maintenance thing. It's something you do every day, like brushing your teeth. Yes. Um, uh, the good example is thinking about it the same way you think about water. If you're really dehydrated, you are obviously like going to gulp a shit ton of water and like, you know, go like, go sit in a pool, you know, that kind of thing. And like self-care can totally do that for you, but it also can be the thing that you do every morning when you wake up. Right. Yeah. Um, I, uh, this has been a big focus. <laughs> this is like somehow became the main, the, the cornerstone of, beyond before and after has been water Mm -hmm. uh, because it was such a thing in my life that I was failing at. And I feel like we can devote a fair amount of time to talking about it because I read one time, I don't know how accurate this statistic is now, but that something like 80% of Americans are so chronically dehydrated that they don't even know they're dehydrated. Wow. And we have started mistaking thirst, hunger for thirst, like, we are hungry, but really what we need is fluid. So I have been 
abysmal. Like this is like one of the things I've struggled with my whole life. I have never, we did not drink water when I was a child. There was never a granny, my granny who I was with a lot of the time, I think because she lived through the depression, she felt so lucky to have milk and juice and she would keep Coke bottles outside like the big glass ones, you know, the fridge full of Coke bottles all the time. So I never had, I was never around water. I drank milk at dinner. So Going into adulthood, basically the only way I would ever drink water is if I put something in it, like crystal light or, Mm -hmm. well, I don't want to do that because I don't want to put chemicals in my body. So I've had to train myself to drink water. And when I started Beyond Before and After, I downloaded this app, Plant Nanny. I love Plant Nanny. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. If you guys don't have Plant Nanny, go get it. You you plant your plant, you drink water, and you, you track your water, and as you track your water, it waters your plant. My sister told me about this, and I was like, that sounds stupid. No, it's amazing. It's so fun. Because your plant, like, wilts, mm-hmm. and it will die if you do not water it. So, I have not killed one yet. I came close. But I started tracking my water and realizing, I mean, I knew I was drinking none. Like, I could go a whole day and have eight ounces of water. No problem. Whoa. Yeah, serious. I mean, like I drink coffee in the morning. I would have, you know, a drink with dinner. Like I drink iced mm-hmm. tea, but not water. So I started tracking. I bought a hydro flask, which you see here on the table. Mm-hmm. It's 40 ounces. I get made fun of all the time for it by mostly just Matt. <laughs> because it's it's like, a he calls it like my terrine or something. Like he's like, oh, your water tower of water. Um but it's, so it's big, but it keeps water very cold. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I highly recommend they're not paying me to say this, though maybe we could ask if they want to sponsor the podcast. Um, what up? <laughs> what up, Hydro Flask? They, so it keeps water ice cold all day for hours and hours and hours, and there's still ice in the thing. I, I fill it at night before that I go to so bed. Cool. I wake up in the morning, ice. Here we go. Ready? I filled this this morning. It's 11.20 right now. I filled this at 6.30. Yeah, full of ice. I need one of those. I don't, I don't have... Um, I was lucky to grow up with a mom who yes. loves water, like yeah. actually went to the hospital for dry drowning once and not because she was like in the pool and got water splashed. It's because she just drank a fuck ton of water and had to go to the hospital. <laughs> wow. That's real. Yeah. So I, and then I also grew up in a Mormon family. Right. Where, where water, yeah. Because no soda. There's, yeah. Very little. Like. At a lot of, like, with Mormon families, there's either, like, everyone overcompensates for no coffee or alcohol and just drinks soda all the time, or you don't have any soda. Right. And you grow up around both. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's a fundamental difference between our upbringings is that, yeah, there was not a lot of, and my kids, and my kids haven't had soda around, and we don't even drink a lot of juice, very little, but when I started drinking water and tracking it, I got busy two days last week when I was having my follow-up mammogram and I forget what's happening the other day, but I had several appointments back Mm -hmm. to back. I was running around. I had my water bottle with me, but I wasn't chugging intentionally because I didn't want to have to pee all the time. Mm -hmm. And also I just wasn't thinking about it because I was fucking stressed out Mm -hmm. about possibly having breast cancer, which I don't. Thank you very much. God bless. Just found that out. Jabless. Just found that out (laughs) two days ago. Got the letter in the mail and I was like, hi, you could have called me assholes, but thanks. Look, Lucy's mad too. Yeah, she's pissed. So anyway, I, I missed two days, and then my plant, that was when my plant almost died, because I do record the water as I drink mm-hmm. it, and I felt like absolute trash. I felt so crappy, and it, I was like, why do I feel so bad? Did I not sleep? Did I, did I eat too much sugar? Like, I could not pinpoint why I felt achy and sluggish, and I was like, is it my medication? Did I change something? Mm-hmm. No. I, it was water. It was water. I was so dehydrated that I didn't even know... 
that I needed water. Like I didn't even know what it felt to be hydrated. Yeah. So anyway, drink water. That's like my first, that is self-care yeah. number one That's for me. a big and maintenance it's a thing, thing you have to make time for. And a lot of stuff, the first, I mean, we want to address self-care needs in three parts. And I think we touched on the first thing that we want to talk about is like physical stressors and how to remedy those. And then we have social stressors and then we have mental stressors. And like, obviously those things overlap all the time because humans are complex tapestries of fuckery. So, <laughs> but physical a lot of that is maintenance stuff like yeah you need to drink water because you're stressing out your body every day like you are expending energy and yeah. you need to get that back and like you are a majority of you is water, is water. okay and let's so. let's uh let's pause and insert a little song okay i feel about a song right here we'll do some <laughs> watership probably not, not yeah the tide is high some kind of water song <laughs> sitting in the morning sun I'll be sitting when the evening comes Watching the ships roll in And then I watch them roll away again Yeah, I'm sitting on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away Ooh, I'm just sitting on the dock of the bay Wasting time this is body talk. <laughs> what should we do, like, physical self-care? Okay, so we've covered water. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to also cover physical movement. Mm-hmm. That's a big one for me. I put a video on Beyond Before and After a couple weeks ago, just drenched in sweat, just absolutely dripping. I used to think sweat was disgusting. Like, you could not pay me to sweat. Mm-hmm. I, I avoided sweat at all costs. And I actually still don't like sweating, but it's exercise sweat is different because for me... That level of exertion. It feels cathartic. Like you yeah. feel toxins leaving your the body. Level, that level of exertion that creates sweat literally beating up on your arms, not just dripping from your sweaty normal places, but everywhere on you, it feels, like you said, it feels mm-hmm. very cathartic. It feels like you're releasing something mm-hmm. from your body. Yeah. And so I have really learned to love and really appreciate the opportunity to sweat. So that's a thing that I'm doing for myself every day. Part of beyond before and after is the the basis of it for me has been taking care of myself in terms of making my medical appointments, keeping my medical appointments, and also g- the gym is one of the things I'm making well, yeah, time for. Like a good way to look at things like fitness and diet, um, and I mean diet, the things that you put in your body yeah. is what it all is. Yeah, not um, the other kind. Looking at it from the locus of it being self care, yeah, that helps mitigate a lot of the like really shitty messages you get about those things yeah and those things are like fundamental ways to take care of your body you should be able to do them however you want to right however you need to yeah and uh, i tell people move move whatever way feels good to you if you feel like moving if you don't that's fine but move whatever way feels good to you don't do something torturous you know Mm -hmm. don't go to the gym and spend 20 minutes on the stairmaster crying like i did yesterday unless you like it in which case go ahead i did i like the challenge of feeling my cardiovascular strength and seeing how I can mm-hmm. increase my endurance for me, that's something yeah. I enjoy. If that's not something someone else enjoys, then stretch. Yeah. I have a lot of problems with like being overstimulated at the gym yeah. and also like over, um, I have very, you know, I'm a very, very anxious person. And if I get my heart rate up to a certain point, I'll just have a panic attack. Just going to go and go. Or on. if anything goes wrong, if something's sore, I have a lot of like health anxieties and stuff and I'll be like, it's cancer or right. AIDS. 
I pulled my hamstring, I have AIDS, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, probably not. So what, I've, what I do, I love to swim, I love to walk, I love to dance in my apartment. Love that. Like, it's just like, it's so fun. Yeah. Okay, what else for physical care? So we um, did water, we did um, moving, we did, um, oh, we started talking about food. food. Eat food that makes you happy. Yeah. Um, sometimes that's, all I had for breakfast was grapes. Yeah. And like, that was what my body was asking for, so that's what I gave it. Sometimes, um, also because of my mental health, cooking and dishes and that whole thing is like really overwhelming. So sometimes I'll just eat a lot of pizza. Yeah. And like, Taco Bell. And that's fine. Yeah, no, it's fine. The other thing that I want to say about food and eating is that it's good to key in. Eat what you want and eat what sounds good. This is sort of in that intuitive eating mm-hmm. bubble. But um, I have noticed that stopping to be really mindful about what I'm putting in my mouth and what I'm putting in my body, um, not in a control way, but just in an acknowledgement way. Yeah, not in a just restrictive like way, an in experimental an way. Mm-hmm. That um, the other day... Uh, it was Kelsey's birthday. She wanted strawberry pizza. I assumed I was going to be making cake, so I had been thinking about the cake and obsessing about the cake, which is another story. But I made strawberry pizza. I um, looked at it after it was made. We had everybody over. I was I really had set it up in my mind to where I was like really putting a lot of guilt around it and moralizing it a lot. But I had it. I had a you know a small amount or whatever, and then I felt like absolute trash. Because there was so much sugar in it, and I haven't had a lot of sugar lately, mm-hmm. that I felt like crap. I got a headache. I felt nauseated. Which this when people used to say this to me, like sugar makes me sick. I'm like, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> Sugar's amazing. But no, I really felt crappy afterwards. Yeah. And that it is amazing. But if you eat right. it when your body's not asking yeah. for it, just like anything, right? But like even, I love broccoli, but if it doesn't sound good, it tastes shitty. Well, yeah, and I think though the part of like keying into what you want sometimes means making a conscious decision about I want that strawberry pizza and I'm going to eat it. I know I'm probably not going to feel good, but I don't. The one thing outweighs the other. I want mm-hmm. it more than I care about how I'm going to feel. Yeah. Um, for me, once I felt crappy, I didn't want it again. And Stacy, my friend Stacy, said to me, did you send it home with Kelsey? And I said, no, it's here. And she was like, what? You have it? Are you going to eat the whole thing or what? And I was like, no, I don't even want it. I don't even care. And like tomorrow, it made me feel so crappy. And tomorrow you might, right? And it might not make you feel crappy. Yeah, but that ability. But you just need to let your body go, like you know, meal by meal, bite by bite, and not to moral, and not moralizing the food, like taking the taking the morality out of eating. If you want a cookie, eat a cookie. If you want mm -hmm. a carrot, eat a carrot. Neither one is inherently good or bad. They are just calories. Put them into your body if you like. Um, Great maintenance tip for self care: don't fucking diet at all. Yes, never. Don't. I wrote this in my article Thursday to Kelsey. Did you read it? My 21 mm-hmm. things I want to tell my 21-year-old. One, of, one those of those things don't was don't ever diet. diet. And don't ever fucking diet. Ever. Because once you fuck up your relationship, I'm saying that for too much. Once you mess up your relationship with food, it is messed up well, because until once you, you can fix it. Once you diet one time, like, you still, you know, I'm your beyond before and after editor. I yeah. know that, like, you've slipped into dieting. Oh, absolutely. And, and back out. Just this instance with the strawberry pizza. Yes. When you were thinking about it that way, you were dieting. Yeah, and that's what this. When whole you were just listening to your body yeah. and going, "Oh, that doesn't make me feel really good." Yeah. That was self care. That was you going, "My body does not want that right now," and yeah. that's okay. But the week before, when I was planning and calculating and adding calories, that's what I talk about this week in the column because I think it is important to acknowledge that recovery from eating disorder is not a straight line. 
and nothing is a and straight line. I am up and down and sometimes I'm really feeling positive and confident and other times I am obsessed about food and other times it is very hard for me not I don't track I've managed to not even come close to putting my food in my fitness pal mm-hmm. but I have had to stop myself from calculating because that is a habit that I fell into yeah. and that is because I am my trained I was not born fucked up around food none of us were but I trained my brain to be fucked up around yeah. food you've read Dietland yes we're in um great book so highly good. recommend yeah let's get um, her on the, let's get her on yeah. the podcast in the it's a novel it's a fictionalized right. novel and it reads like a dystopia but it's actually like a very realistic portrayal of how women talk about food in their bodies yep. um it's like very eerie it's got an uncanny valley feel to it but whenever she's talking Whenever she mentions food, right after the food, there's a parenthesis and the calories. Even water. Water is parenthesis free food. Yes. The whole, it, she just ticks it off. That's my life. And that's what, like, yeah, it's compulsive. When you diet, you start dieting one time, you will have to stop yourself from dieting for the Forever. rest of your life. Yeah. My, I am so compulsed from Weight Watchers. I want to punch them oh, in the yeah. face so hard. No, I... I started Weight Watchers when I was 10 years old. Yeah, we talked and about I can this still, with Isabel. Yeah, I can still tell you how many points everything is. Yep, and like, free foods and, yeah. Yeah, and that, like, that fucks up your self-care for the rest of your life. Yeah, because food is now, food is... is because dieting isn't just, like, I'm on a diet and that's what now, dieting is. Now I'm is. done. Yeah. It's a mindset, <laughs> yeah. and you can enter it and exit it, you know, really frequently. Mm-hmm. And it's just, oh, it's the worst. Man, yeah, that's today, that's this week's episode with Isabel Fox and Duke, the mm-hmm. one we just did, all about dieting and how it... How it, but yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing like um, putting restriction and morality around your food that makes you feel differently about food for the rest of your life. And it can't. I think Isabel has talked before about emotional eating, and just do it. Like if you want, if you feel sad, and feeling sad means ice cream is going to make you feel better. Eat the ice cream. Listen to yourself. Just do it. Stop making ice cream mean something other than mm-hmm. just being ice cream. Don't make ice cream mean yeah. that you're a bad person. Like, just eat it. I, and. When things are sad, people seek, like, sensual stimuli that makes them feel better. Just like taking a shower, listening to music. Mm-hmm. Eating is something that is, like, a sensual experience. Yeah. You're trying to ground yourself. Just be nice to yourself and don't moralize yourself, and you're going to yeah. be okay. My baby likes I am literally the worst. Every American in the world says this because they're so proud of it. I am the shittiest sleeper other than my father, Yeah, who I know. I have never in my life been good at it, even as a newborn baby. Me either. I don't sleep a full night. I don't sleep. There are times that I can't, like, I can't even get a four-hour stretch, and that's, like, the big thing mm-hmm. that they tell you is try to get a four-hour stretch. But, yes, most Americans are chronically sleep-deprived, and that means you should be getting seven to eight hours of sleep. Yeah, and you should not brag that you that you don't hours. get sleep. Yeah. Um, I, the way that I fix this, fix it, because um, I'm naturally a night owl. Um, yeah. Uh, a lot of professional development stuff says most people are morning people, and I genuinely believe that, but I do get, like, this kick 
like nine and to 10 o'clock at night and yeah. I can't wind down before midnight at all. So I take naps. Yeah. Every naps day. Naps are great. And I used to feel horrible about that, but now I'm like, you know what? Yeah. It's fine. That's what my, that's what I need. And Bill Clinton. And Bill Clinton. This is what we, I, I told this to Joni. I said, Bill Clinton took a nap every, every day. day of his presidency. Here's what I will say, though, as a person who cannot, if, if you are a person who cannot nap. Yeah, if you have kids for, or because you have children or you have obligations that keep you up during the day. One of the things that has been really important for me is creating a sleep hygiene ritual, which my psychiatrist basically prescribed to me several years mm-hmm. ago. And I have a series of steps that I do before bed. They are the same every night. Um, and part of that is not having screens, not looking at your phone. And if you are using either blue block or glasses, which is mm-hmm. so goofy, or now the iPhone actually has a nighttime setting. So it changes, gives the screen yeah. an orange yellow tint so that you don't, the blue actually messes up your own melatonin and will mess up your sleep. Um, I don't notice it so much with television and I don't watch TV up to bedtime, but I notice it more definitely with my phone. So that's part of it. And then also I have a, I have a specific nighttime routine around my body and care. I don't usually shower at night unless I'm showering with the kids, but I do have a face routine. I brush my teeth, you know, I floss, I take my medication Mm -hmm. in a specific order. Like I have a very specific laid out plan. And so for those people who can't make time to nap, what I have found is that creating a um, an organized method of getting to sleep yeah. helps me to sleep. And that doesn't mean that do I'm nap, always going to get You time, should. But. Everyone should do it every night. I still do. Like, yeah. I only sleep between four and six hours a night, and it's shitty sleep. But I still, you know, go through my whole thing. Right. I have my blankets and my pillows in a certain configuration. Yeah. Okay, that's like, OCD. But <laughs> okay, that's actually OCD. That's like me. I, as soon as I said I take my pills in a certain order, yeah, I was like, like uh, mm, revealing my OCD. But... Other sleep hygiene things may include showering, yeah, you know, a certain number Skin of steps. Skincare, we talked about this in the Facebook even Live. Even some yoga. I do a little, I have a relaxation yoga thing I do right before mm-hmm. bed. It's just about five minutes. Breathing. Breathing. I, oh, I progressive usually, relaxation. I get so mad when people do breathing recommendations because one, I have obsessive compulsive disorder. Do not tell me to count any yeah. more than I need to be counting. Um, so true. But I genuinely believe that there is at there is at least one soulmate breathing technique out there for everybody. Mm-hmm. And like when you find it, you'll know. Mine is a square. It's in this we're making a zine for this, a little yes. self-care e-zine. Um, and I have a diagram in there and we've shared it elsewhere too. But you imagine a box in your head and you draw the lines of the box as you breathe. You breathe in, you hold your breath, you exhale, and then you sit with no breath. And that like I never understood why everyone loved breathing techniques, and I always thought they were, like, really annoying excuses to write off mentally ill people and just, like, give them some sort of pseudo-advice. Yeah. Because you call crisis hotlines, and they're like, have you been breathing? And I'm like, I'm trying to keep breathing. This is why I called you, because I feel like I might not be breathing. Yeah. So, like... Yeah. there will be one that you will find that will it might take some time it's taken me years 
I love the uh, the GIF one, too, that's the dot that yeah. come, becomes bigger and smaller. Or the one that's like a, a hexagon, I think. Oh, yes. And it unfolds like yes. an accordion. Those are both really yeah. good. Um, if you have OCD visual breathing techniques, right. don't get stressed enough, and they're really good. Yeah. Yeah. I count. Um, I do count. I But I think that came out of um, running because that was the way I controlled my breath, so I didn't freak out. Mm-hmm. But counting is actually sort of... Um, soothes my OCD in a way, so I do a yeah. four count breath. I mean, but I do think it's it is that's part of my sleep routine too. Is I do a progressive relaxation and I count, I tense and count each part of my body. I start mm-hmm. at my head and go all the way down to my feet, and it takes less than five minutes, but it relaxes. You know, sort of just checking in with all your muscle groups. Yep, biofeedback sure is really important. Make sure they're chilled and out. And you do the yep tensing, and, and that's sing. really good if you're having a panic attack too, because you're getting you're making sure you're getting oxygen to all different parts of your body. Um, I've had. I frequently have the level of panic attacks where you experience numbness, like in your hands and your feet and your mouth, and that is blood going up to your brain because your brain is like, oh my gosh, we're going to die. There's a prehistoric woolly mammoth. I don't know if they were alive when we were alive, whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So all those kinds of things, they're great, and you'll get told general, generic shit that you're going to be like, that doesn't work for me. Find the thing that works for you. Do it the way that works for you. That was always really frustrating for me, was people telling me relaxation techniques that did not help. Right. Um, progressive nostril breathing is great, or is it prog- It's alternate nostril. Alternate nostril breathing. Where you, like, yeah. plug your nose. Kelsey um, has a video on how to do that on yeah, her Instagram Yeah, it looks page. really weird, but it is great. Well, while we're talking about yoga, uh, sort of, let's mm-hmm. talk about, quit, quick about um, holistic health and wellness. Yes. So... So the essential oil craze. Uh-huh. I, um... <laughs> This also comes from like a Mormon upbringing is you, um, there's a lot of homeopathic medicine that happens, um, just from like people frontiering for so long. Um, it's part of the culture, um, but it's done holistically most of the time. So I went to like regular doctors growing up and things like that, but I also knew all of these different home remedies. And when you put those things together, like, and you treat yourself as a whole entire thing, yeah. That and there's and you access multiple different types of medicine and care, yes. you are going to feel a lot better. Yes, and you can't if if um, DoTerra Serenity Oil may not cure your panic attack, you may actually just need a Xanax. Like yeah. it's okay, and you can take a Xanax and then put some of that shit under your nose. Yeah, like you can do both. I have a diffuser. I run it in my room when I'm working. Um, this is like such a woo thing. Like oh, I use essential oil, but I do. But also I recognize that essential oil while it is wonderful in many ways it's not the answer to many things and I think that um yeah you can have a roller ball of stress Mm -hmm. stress blend or whatever but stress blend may not fix your stress and that's okay and you need to be willing to say this didn't work so I need to move on to the next thing and be aware that you know like in the western world that stuff is really commodified Mm -hmm. um so just be careful about that like we have big pharma but on the other hand we also have like woo woo hootie woody $16 (laughs) sage stuff going on too frankincense $80 yeah so be careful tiger bomb is great it is like $7 on amazon um I use Tiger Balm. It all is the time. awesome. I get a lot of muscle tension because, like I said, I am a shaky little nervous chihuahua all the time. And Tiger yeah, Balm. I hold my shoulders up. Tiger Balm and also Advil. <laughs> like, that's how it Yay. works. Yes, Advil. Go Woo! to the psychiatrist. Yeah. Also, like, essential oils might help you. Yeah. Like, some supplements might help you. Yeah. Do it's all good. of it. Treat yourself like a whole person right. with multiple options. Don't corner yourself. Okay, that, does that sum up physical? Yeah. Break for music.
You've been listening to Body Talk presented by Ravishly. We'll see you in two weeks when we talk about PCOS. So you can find us at bodytalkpodcast.com or you can send us an email at bodytalk at ravishly.com. You can also find um, work by both Joni and I on, it's Joni and me. Is I've it? internalized a lot of shame about that I grammar rule. I cannot fix that in you, my brain. You, yeah, you're supposed to take your take the other person out and if it would be I or me with you by yourself. Well, wait, what? Yeah, so what you do... Give us an example, Jenny. All right, so... Give us an example, AP English. Joni and me... Yeah, I got a four on the AP jo- English test, Joni and way, me so went to Walmart. Doesn't make sense because me went to Walmart. Doesn't make sense. Oh. I went to Walmart. Joni and I went to Walmart. But um, Max went to the store with Joni and I. No, Max went to the store with Joni and me because Max went to the store with I. No, <gasps> Max went to the oh, store with me. Oh, my God. Yeah. I need to write that down. It's it's a good rule. <laughs> it's so hard. Nicole taught me that because she's from Trinidad and learned real English. Real English. <laughs> Not this kind. Yeah. <laughs> Not our kind of English. Okay. Anyway, tell them, where they, <laughs> tell them where they can find you, Jenny. Uh, you can find me at JennyBarrett.com and also on Instagram and Twitter at JennyB. Um, and J- Joni can be found <gasps> all over the fucking internet <laughs> yeah a lot of places okay just if you want to talk to me email me joni edelman at ravishly.com yeah. or check out instagram um or beyond before and afters facebook mm-hmm. or instagram pages body talk I'm, also has an instagram yes. it has been neglected this week because i'm trying to figure out what all my new job responsibilities are yeah we're, we're doing some shifting we're doing some shifting yeah. and, and I, that means i sit in my chair and i'm like <gasps> thanks for what being flexible <laughs> but yeah the um the yes Thanks for being flexible. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for being flexible. <laughs> Mutual respect. Mutual respect for the flexibility of life. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Until next time. Let me hear your body talk. Your body talk. I'm going to play with the cat. Go ahead and wrap. Get your wrap on. Oh, I need to take a wrap. All well, right. This is more about equality in vocal structure. I think I'm All too right. close. I think I'm closer than you. Drop the bass, fan the bass, get lower. Radio, say speed it up. I just go slower. High like treble, pumping on the mill. The man ain't ever seen a booty like this. And why you think you keep my name rolling off the tongue? Because when you want to smash, I just write another one. I sneezed on the beat, and the beat got sicker. Y'all say y'all on his mouth like liquor. Okay, great. Good. I think I'm louder than you this time. Okay, come closer. Come a little closer. Now say some words, because I'm just looking at the... Um, I don't know. The rest of partition is actual singing, so... Oh, so you're not ready for it. Is no. what you're saying? But okay. here's my voice. Here's my voice.